Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. We have a powerful couple that's going to come up and share back to back. They are our connect directors here at El Cajon. They're our Pathfinders leaders here at El Cajon. They're bosses in the business world, bosses in the kingdom. Would you help me welcome up Kyle Bowman as he comes to kick things off, and beautiful Abby's going to be right behind him. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that. That was awesome. And thank you guys for being such amazing campus pastors and allowing us the, the privilege to even do this, to share from our heart what God's put on our heart for, for everyone. And you guys just lead so well in this place, and we couldn't ask for better campus pastors. So thank you so much. I don't think I would be able to go home tonight if I didn't honor my wife, Abby. <laughs> Anyone who knows the both of us knows that she's clearly the better half. So thank you for, for everything that you've done in our lives and our marriage. It's over 10 years together. It's been amazing. For giving us Austin, best kid in the world. And what an amazing tithe message. I mean, that was... So, true story. Abby was actually supposed to go first, but when she heard the tithe message, she's like, I can't follow that. I can follow you, though, so you go first, and then I'll follow that. So, great job. That was awesome. You guys can take your seats. Thank you very much. All right. So, we are in our Vision Builder series, Dominion. Who's loving our Vision Builder series? Got some Vision Builders in the house. So, if you're not familiar with what Vision Builders is, if you're new to this church. Vision Builders is when we take the opportunity to, to sow into, to give a sacrifice, to give an offering into what our church is doing to take territory in every aspect of the word, in their marketplaces, in their buildings, in what we're doing in orphanages in Mexico, for sponsoring villages in Peru, everything that we do, creating albums so that the world can hear um, the music that is coming from this house. All of these are possible because of Vision Builders. So we don't just believe in meeting on Sundays, Sundays and Wednesdays. We believe in taking territory and changing El Cajon, San Diego, doing everything that we can to make this place better and make it better for Jesus to honor him. And that's what Vision Builders is. It's our opportunity to give above the tithe to make sure that we can do anything that we can to honor God in this place. So in that series is called Dominion. So Vision Builders for this, this year, um, Pastor Jurgen had a word on his heart, Dominion. We want to take Dominion in every area of what the church does and in the locations that we are. Um, so when I heard that we were speaking on Vision Builders Wednesday and um, the title is Dominion, then it really got two kind of trains of thought going in in my head. Um, one being, 
you know, what is dominion? What does that even mean? So clearly that's something that I would need to look into. What does it mean to take dominion over something? Why is the theme for this year's Vision Builders dominion? So really digging into that, that message. And then secondly, you know, why is Vision Builders important? Why is it important for us as a church? Why is it important for us as a family? Why do we think that we want to do something and, and sow into something as important as Vision Builders? Why is it important for us? So those are the two main things that we're gonna talk about today. Um, and first, we're gonna focus on dominion. So just like Jesse kicked us off with a, a definition, I'm gonna to go to the dictionary myself, bring up the definition. So what is dominion? So dominion, to have sovereignty or control over something. Sovereignty or control over something. So typically, you know, I'm not, I am literate, but I'm not, you know, the most good with words, I guess, as that sentence clearly states. So I usually like to dig a little bit deeper in, you know, big words. Dominion is a big word for me. So I had to think about, you know, what is, what is dominion? How do I put that definition into practice? So we can have dominion over, like our church does, territory, over buildings, over houses, over property, over our finances. We can take dominion over, we say where that, those finances go, what they do, when they go, and come back. We have dominion over them. Dominion over the earth. I mean, God called Adam to have dominion over the earth, to dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, everything that moves on the ground. He told him to take dominion over those things. So those are, those are tangible things we can take dominion over. But what else can we take dominion over in our lives? We can take dominion over ourselves. I think that's one of the things that is so important, self-control, right? Taking dominion over our, our flesh, over our thoughts, over our words, over our actions. We need to take dominion over ourselves so that we can model what Christ is to the world. And then lastly, something that came to me was we take dominion in the spiritual, right? The devil thinks that he owns this, this real estate, he owns El Cajon, San Diego. He owns what's in our mind, what our eyes see, what comes out of our mouth. But we have news for him. He doesn't own anything. We, when we pray, we take authority over everything in our sphere, turning it from darkness into light. So we can take dominion in the spiritual as well. And we do it every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday, every Thursday. I mean, what day is not in there? I mean, that's, we take dominion every single day in this church through everything that we, we do, and that is on purpose. So calling our Vision Builder series Dominion, I think that's exactly what Pastor Jurgen is getting to. We are not only taking dominion in all these things, um, but we're gonna continue to take dominion, and that's, and that's what Vision Builders is all about. So I said the word dominion a lot, um, and I'll say it a few more times, but um, the last thing that stood out to me there it's a really short definition, and I was digging into a few more. You know, I want something a little bit meatier. It's such a short definition. And I had to look right at the bottom of my phone. I'm going to read my phone. This little tiny print footnote says, derives from the Latin word dominus, which means lord or master. And I was like, that really encompasses dominion. We do all of those things individually and as a church so that we can just turn it back to our Lord and our master, right? Everything that we do, all the territory that we take is for him, and it should be for him. 
So through that, I got kind of inspired, and I was thinking about that again, reading, reading through the Bible, and I was in kind of an obscure part of the Bible, some of the little minor prophets in there, um, reading through kind of the Bible in a, in a year, um, and I was going through, you know, Obadiah, Nahum, Malachi, or <laughs> Malachi, or Malachi, that's right, and I got to a book that I'm pretty sure I'd read before, but I remember nothing about, and it's Haggai. And as I was reading Haggai, it's really short, takes about five minutes to read, um, two chapters, but the content is so rich in what we are doing as a church through Vision Builders that I just had to share it today. So we're going to read from Haggai, if that's okay. You guys all right with that? So start to take, uh, you can take out your Bibles, you can start to turn towards Haggai. Um, But before we do that, I'll give you a quick background about Haggai. So the book of Haggai, Malachi, or I'm sorry, Haggai, um, Nehemiah, and Ezra actually happen all at the same time. Different prophets, same time. So um, God is speaking through this in this passage, the prophet Haggai, as Israel is coming back from Babylon. They've been exiled in Babylon because of their unfaithfulness to God. They were taken over, exiled, Jerusalem and the temple was destroyed. And he told them, because of your disobedience, everything that I have given you is going to be lost. However, I have not forgotten you. I will not forget you. You will be, you know, captives for a certain period of time, but I will redeem you. I will bring you back into the land that I promised you. And that is where we pick up here in in Haggai. So it's been about 70 years they've been in, in Babylon, um, and they're just on their way back as the Lord speaks to Haggai. They've just uh, uh, gotten back in their, their homeland of, of Jerusalem. So I'm going to pick it up in Haggai 1, 2 through 8. So this is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. The people are saying, the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the Lord sent the message through the prophet Haggai. Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Look at what is happening to you. You have planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but are not satisfied. You drink, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though through, sorry. Your wages disappear as through, though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Look at what is happening to you. Now go up into the hills, bring down timber, and rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. So as they were coming back from Babylon, clearly they're excited. Um, Persia had just conquered Babylon at that time and and told uh, the Jews that they could actually return to their, their homeland. So they've gone on the long journey. They've returned. The first thing that they did was they rebuilt the altar on the previous site of the altar to the Lord and offered sacrifices, thanksgiving to the Lord. Thank you for bringing us back. And then they all dispersed back to their ancestral territory where their families had their houses, their fields, their vineyards, everything. And they started to rebuild their houses, rebuild their fields, rebuild everything except rebuild the temple. So they were doing everything that they could to start their lives again, but left God's house in ruins. And I think that is a powerful image of 
how sometimes we can get a little bit ahead of ourselves, right? We can want to take territory, but sometimes we maybe forget about taking that with God or, or where he is leading us to take that territory. So there's a, a few points that I want to pull out of that. The title of the, the message that we're kind of co-speaking on is called, uh, It's Time. And my first point in that is, it's time to build my house. And that's what God told them. He said, you know, people are saying that it's not quite time. Well, who are, who are people? Did we seek the Lord in determining what is the timing of rebuilding your house? When should we honor you? Should we do that first? Or should we go and get our lives in order, you know, in order, and then consult you? Can you even get your life in order without consulting the Lord? And I think that's really what we see here. If we pick it back up, in verse 5, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. Look at what is happening to you. You have planted much but harvest little. You eat and are not satisfied. You drink and you are still thirsty. You put on clothes and you cannot keep warm. Your wages are disappearing like there's holes in your pockets. I feel like I'm just reiterating the tithe message right here because it was so good. Look at what is happening to you. So I think there's two reasons that the Lord says that to them. Look at what is happening to you. The first one is physically look at what is happening to you. Your fields aren't productive. Nothing is going right right now. And he actually says it again. If you look down in verse 7, look at what is happening to you. And he doesn't specifically say anything after that. And I think that's because he's bookending it with what is happening. Not only are, is nothing going right in the, in the physical, but you have forgotten about me. Like, how did, how did that happen? But then it's, I think it's really powerful because he could, um, you know, lay down something hard on him, bring lightning down. He could do all kinds of things that, that God has the power to do. But very simply, he just redirects. And he says, all you have to do is go up into the hills, bring down some timber, and rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure and be honored. So isn't that really what living this Christian life is all about? It's honoring God with everything that we have. Honoring him first with everything that we have and then all else will be given to us. And that's really the message of what he's telling them here. So then, as we were driving here and then down in the front row during worship, um, you know, that's a, that's a heavy message that he is telling the, the people of Israel at this time. And as I was preparing to share this, I, I felt just the Lord say during worship, um, if you're going to bring this, this message, you need to practice what you preach. You can't just say a word from the stage and not internally look and make sure that you are doing it first. So it kind of sent me back and I started to think about what, what does the last couple of weeks look like? I felt like everything has been chaotic, chaotic in our business, chaotic at home. We have no time for, for each other. What is going on? And I started to think about, well, when things get crazy... What do I do? I put my head down, I get up early, go to work, and did I really take time to seek first God's kingdom and seek him first and ask him to bring about that breakthrough in what's going on in our business, in our lives, and in everything else? 
So I had to reposition my heart down here five minutes ago to think that is what it is all about. It is seeking first him in everything that we do. In the morning, waking up and, and not diving into work, diving into prayer, diving into time with him, making sure that we're getting to men's prayer and not missing it because of work meetings or other things, but really seeking him first, building his temple so that we can be close to him and then he can be honored. And when he is honored, that is when he can bless us. So 15 minutes goes really fast up here. Um, but that's something I, I don't think I'm the only one, if I'm feeling that down here on the front, I don't think I'm the only one who, who feels like life can be crazy and time can get away from us. And without him right by our side, without seeking him first, who knows where we could be? Who knows what can happen, how life can get crazy, we can get away, get away from ourselves without seeking him first. So I, I believe that there are others in this room who feel the same way that you at, at one time sought the Lord first in everything that you did, but somewhere along the line, life got crazy and it got away from you. And I really wanna pray for those people right now because I needed it down here and I'm gonna pray for myself as I'm praying for you because I still need it. So if you feel like you want to seek first the Lord again, that you feel like you've gotten off track like I have, and you want to turn back to him right now, I just want you to raise your hands and I'm gonna pray for every single person in this room. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for this day, Father, that you have given us. We thank you that you are making yourself known to us in everything, in worship, in the little things that we do, Father, you are showing up for us, redirecting us ever so gently back to you. We can do nothing if we don't seek you first, Father. We thank you for every hand raised. We play, pray a prayer of blessing over every single person in this room, Father. These people with these hand raised, Father, are turning back to you, wanting to prioritize you first in everything that they do, Father. We thank you for their hearts. Their hearts are coming back to you. Or our hearts are coming back to you, Father. We thank you for all these things in your mighty name we pray. Amen. And it's not the end of the story, fortunately. God does a mighty work in their lives, and um, we get the honor of bringing up Abby, my beautiful wife, and she's going to tell us all about it. So why don't you welcome up Abby? Wow, what an amazing word that is. I just want to start by honoring my husband um, because, babe, you are always turning us back to God first, like, and to reprioritizing and making sure everything that we're doing is aligned with him and his purposes for us. And because of that, we've been able to walk in blessing and there's a covering over our house and our family. So thank you for leading so well.
And just like Kyle was talking about uh, priorities, right, and putting things, putting God first as your number one priority, that is what Pastor Jurgen and Leanne have done day in and day out. No matter what's been coming against them, they continue to put God first as number one. And that is what has paved the way for all of us to be here. So I just want to honor them and their intentionality of doing that over and over and over. And the same thing goes for Pastor Michael and Lisa. Like, you guys continually put this house first, like, right, serving God's house, growing God's kingdom here in El Cajon and in East County. And it is truly a privilege to be able to partner with you in bringing heaven to earth here in the East. So, like Kyle talked about vision builders Right? Vision builders, we, we get to expand our vision for what God's kingdom looks like and the role that we get to play in that by being faithful with what he's put in our hands. And so with that story of the Israelites, they started being faithful with what God had placed in their hands in the natural, right? God called them out for it, but then they started being faithful with that and they returned to build um, God's house. And back in Haggai, verse, or chapter two, verse four, it says, be strong, all you people still left in the land, and now get to work, for I am with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And so now what he's charging the Israelites with is the same thing he's charging us with, and that it's time to start building right? It's time to get to work. So now we've aligned our priorities and now we need to put our faith into action. And we need to utilize what God has placed in our hands because it's not a conditional exchange. Like, God, I'm going to put you first. I'm going to wait for you to provide though. And when you provide that, I'm going to give it back to you, right? No, God has already given us so much Like, use what he's put in your hands right now and get to work and be faithful with that. And so each year, Kyle and I, we write on our vision card, like our faith commitment, we are going to give this amount to vision builders, right? But that's just step one. The next most important part is that we have to start building. We have to start working, right? So we, we take the next step and we actually give. Some years that looked like us setting up like a monthly reoccurring thing. And we decided everything that comes in, we're going to trust and know that God's going to provide for us. Even as we continue to give that and build his house because we're putting his house first. So we know he's going to take care of our own. And I remember our very first vision builders, the amount wasn't huge, right? But it wasn't about the amount. It was about our heart. And it was about us taking what we have and showing God, yes, God, we are going to build your house first and foremost. And here's the step that we are taking to do that. And we knew that God was with us, right? He was always providing. He was always faithful. But he asks us to take that step of faith out, right? It's called a step for a reason. It's not a look of faith. It's not a thought of faith. It's a step of faith, right? You Sometimes you got to take that first step. And God's going to meet you there. And he's going to take what you have given. And he's going to multiply that into something greater than you can even imagine. And so you have to start building. Start building. And then 
you have to keep building. You can't just start and then kind of be like, oh yeah, we started off real strong, that was great. But now these things in the business are coming up or now these things in life are coming up and oh, we didn't anticipate this or that. But no, you need to keep building God's house, right? Is it really that number one priority? So in Haggai 2, later on in that chapter, verses 18 and 19, it says, think about this 18th day of December, the day when the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid. Think carefully, right? So they've started building the foundations there. They've started using what was in their hand. I am giving you a promise now, while the seed is still in the barn, you have not yet harvested grain, and your grapevines, fig trees, pomegranates, and olive trees have not yet produced their crops. But from this day onward, I will bless you. So as they were faithful to start building in the natural, things were starting to shift in that spiritual, right? God was telling them, I will bless what you put your hand to, right? If you start building, you keep building, I will bless that. And so back to like the very first time that Kyle and I gave to vision builders, and I was thinking about it, and it was really new to us back then, right? It was our very first time. We're kind of like, what is this whole thing all about? Maybe some of you are thinking that right now. Like, what is this Vision Builders really all about, right? And at that time in our life, we were like, okay, so we're going to commit to giving to God's house, and we're going to write down things that we are believing for. And we had gone through a rough patch in our marriage, and things were a little bit rocky, and so we were like believing that we were going to have that stronger marriage. And we wanted to start a family, so we were believing for a baby. So we wrote down on our vision card, a healthy family, right, in all aspects of that word. And that year, I still remember hanging out with some of our best friends at the time. And it was later on that year. And she looked at me and she said, she's like, Abby, I, I don't know what it is, but I've never seen your marriage so strong. She's like, I can physically, like tangibly see a difference in your marriage with your husband. And like, it's just, it was blowing her mind. Like, what, what was it that you've done, right? Little did she know it was all part of our heart posture, aligning to God and aligning with that action step. That's what was bringing that breakthrough. So the next year at Vision Builders Night, we didn't go, but it wasn't because we didn't want to. It was because I was in labor at the hospital with our miracle baby that we had written on our card the year before. Like how good is God? And so as we started building his house, he blessed us immeasurably, right? And so just like the Israelites saw it, they saw it happen time and time again. And I'm here to tell you, I've seen it happen time and time again. And so if God's house is being built, you're gonna see his blessing like pouring out and things that are shifting in the natural. And so the Israelites, when they started building, right, they were actually a little disappointed because it didn't look to them yet like much. 
So back in the beginning of Haggai 2, it says, Haggai 2.3, does anyone remember this house, this temple in its former splendor, right? They're referring to like Solomon's temple. When he built the temple, it was like the most amazing grandeur thing ever, right? How in comparison does it look to you now? It must seem like nothing at all. But I'm here to tell you, you need to keep believing, right? And that's what the Israelites, God had to remind the Israelites to do. So the following verse, in verse 4, it says, But now the Lord says, Be strong, Zerubbabel. Be strong, Yeshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people still left in the land. And now get to work for I am with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. So this is the same thing that God said to Joshua after they came out of Egypt before they got to go into the promised land. And for those of you who might remember, like he says, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. And he says the exact same thing the three times in a row. And Joshua was scared, right? They had made it out of Egypt, but they were not yet in that promised land. He was seeing all the enemies, all the things that they would still have to go through before they could actually walk into the promised land. And so he was terrified, Right? And he didn't know how is this going to happen? How is God going to give us this victory? But God did give them that victory. And that's why he told them, be strong, be strong, right? I am with you. And so, just as God gave them victory and brought them into the promised land, now God is using that example to remind the Israelites. And the Israelites understand this parallel. And they're going, okay, God. We know you did it for us then, and you will do it for us now again, right? Keep believing that God will give you victory over everything that comes against you. This is the opportunity to let your faith bridge that gap between what you're seeing in the natural and what you're believing for. The promise will come. And so it can be easy to start off and you're building and you're building and you've got strong vision, you've got like your heart's on fire, you've got great intentions, but then when we don't see what we'd hoped for, it's so easy to turn and to go back to doubt, to go back to fear, to focus and see nothing but the lack. And I have written on my own vision card for several years things that I have yet to see, yet, right? And so that includes one of those being another baby for our family. And I have had seasons where all I could see was the lack. God, why haven't you given me another baby yet? Why isn't this here? Why haven't you blessed me in this way? right? I let doubt take over. Will you bless me in that way? Do you care? I let circumstances discourage me. Be like, I know you did it then, but I don't know if you can do it again. I don't know if I can believe again. But God, God spoke to me and said, 
I am still blessing you. I still see you. I want you to keep being faithful with what I have given you because I'm still taking you to the promised land, but you have to keep believing and keep being faithful with what's in your hand. So I have to be strong and keep stewarding what he's given me. Keep stewarding the relationship with my first miracle boy that I have, right? What am I pouring into that relationship for him and I to have? Be strong and keep building God's house, right? Believing that God's with me and he will bless me because I continue to put him first over and over again. So don't let what you see in the natural discourage you from continuing to build, right? So like I said before, you keep building, you keep building, you keep building. Like I said, the Israelites saw it over and over again, and so have I, and so will I. So if God's house is being built, you will see his blessing pour out on all these things in the natural. So as Kyle and I have been faithful with what's in our hands and we've given to vision builders every single year, right? We continue to increase our faith. We step out and we trust. We are not left with less. It can be easy to think, okay, I'm gonna give, which means I'm not gonna have. But we are not left with less, let me tell you, friends. Like, it doesn't stop there. God has multiplied what we have sown and we are walking in an abundant harvest. He's blessing our house. Our marriage now is more united than ever before. The relationship I have with my son is so strong and so precious and sacred to me that I could not imagine anything else. And I thank God for the time and everything that he gave me to pour into him, right? Our business has more than quadrupled in two years. That's not all on us. Yes, did we steward what God put in our hand? Absolutely. But we continued to seek God first and we continued to give to his kingdom because we know we can only go so far in the natural. Like our gifts and talents are only gonna get us so far, but God is gonna take us the rest of the way and he's gonna make up that difference and he's gonna multiply beyond your wildest dreams. And we've seen that our house has more than doubled in value in three or four years, absurd. Our friendships now, like it's not always the tangible things, right? God's blessing in our lives is so evident in so many areas. And our friendships now are more abundant and fruitful than I've ever experienced or ever imagined I could experience in my life. Like that, how could I ask for more? (laughs) But you can. (laughs) But God has not only blessed our lives with more than enough, but he's continued to bless the lives of thousands of other people through Awakened Church. Like, I want to just encourage you guys and let you know, don't discredit the move of God that is happening through Awakened Church all around San Diego and in the surrounding areas, right? Like we keep seeing lives transformed week in and week out. So we want to be a part of advancing that vision, of advancing that mission. Like we want to be a part of campuses that are giving people access to the Holy Spirit, to have an encounter with the Heavenly Father, to meet them so they know that they are loved, they are wanted, 
and God is going to use them. We want to see these orphanages provide safety and love to children who are so desperately need that. We want to be equipping the next generation through Awaken Academy, right? We're raising up our sons and daughters to be the kings and priests that are taking our country and our, our world in the right direction. And there's so much more, so much more. And so I want to encourage you, keep believing and keep building, right? It's time to believe and it's time to build. What are you building? What are you believing for? And so if you all bow your heads, I wanna pray into each of those categories. Maybe you fall into one, maybe you fall into both. Maybe you, what you are seeing in the natural is lack. Maybe what you're seeing in the natural, you're wondering, God, how can I believe again? Or you're, you're just waiting for God to show up, right? You're just waiting for him to move. And so I wanna pray for those who are still believing that you're looking for an increase in faith, an increase in faith that God has a harvest on the other side. So if you are believing something and you know you need God to level up your faith, I just want you to stand. And I am the first one to tell you I am still believing and I still need God to continue to give me increased measure of faith, increased measure of faith, just like Pastor Michael talked about earlier tonight. Like God will continue to increase your faith. So Heavenly Father, right now, I pray over each one of these people who are standing here, Lord God, you know what they are believing for, Jesus you know you have put desires on the inside of their heart. You know every desire, every longing that they have, Lord God. And right now I declare that there is an open heaven over them. God, as they are taking this step, asking God, raise my faith. Help me to know that you are the one who is victorious, God. I ask that you put, you turn, you turn their eyes from the lack. You turn their eyes from what's not there, God, and you turn their eyes to you. Lord Jesus, walk them into victory. Maybe they've been believing for so long, they don't even know how. Lord Jesus, speak to them right now. May they feel the presence of your Holy Spirit encouraging them, saying, be strong, be strong. I am with you. Keep believing, keep believing. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the one who is providing and blessing each one of them in every area of their life. In your name we pray, amen. And the second group of people I want to pray for is for those of you who have maybe yet to start building. 
right? Taking that first initial step is the hardest one, I'm here to tell you, right? Because it's, you're, you have no momentum and you have to get out of that and start that momentum. And so if you are ready to faithfully give what God has placed in your hands to build his house, maybe it's the first time, maybe you know this, that's a tall order. It's gonna be a big stretch financially. Maybe you're looking at numbers, you're thinking like there's no way. But I want to encourage you, take that step of faith and start building. I promise you God is on the other side and he's ready to meet you and show up beyond your wildest dreams. So again, as everyone's head is bowed, if you feel like the Holy Spirit is calling you to step out in faith, faith with the finances he's placed in your hand, faith with everything that he has given you to start building his house, to put his house first. Again, I'm gonna ask you to stand because if we can't stand, how are we gonna take the first step? Thank you, Jesus, for each one of these people. Thank you, God, that you are moving on their hearts, Lord Jesus, that you are calling them to things that are higher and greater. Lord God, I pray right now, by the mighty name of Jesus, any previous mindsets and things that have clouded their judgment that have caused doubt to creep in, Lord Jesus, we break those right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we declare that their eyes are clear, that they can see you, that they can see what you are calling them to give, what you are calling them to step out into. And it's not just for them, Lord God, we thank you that you are going to bless them. You are going to bless them abundantly and they are going to be a blessing to every single person around them, Lord God, that it doesn't stop with them, but that their act of obedience, their act of faith right now to start building means that you are going to multiply that and you are going to build more, build beyond their wildest dreams, Lord Jesus. So God, I thank you for the blessing on each one of their lives. May they see your goodness in every area as they step out and trust you. In your name we pray, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.